Hi, this is Tim Sanders, founder of the Omnia Radiation Balancer. Pretty soon there will be 5G masks going out all around us and we want to make sure that you're giving yourself the best protection on the market. Our solution is unique. We use a new source of energy from the fifth dimension to balance radiation fields on any device, making it safe to use. Our results show that this structures water, it balances the blood and it keeps your body super strong. And yes, it works on 5G. The energy in the patch never runs out, so count up all the radiating devices in your life, stick one on each, and you're done. Click on the link below and you'll soon be bringing balance and strength back to your body. Thank you. Yo guys, what's up? You're listening to Journey to Truth Podcast. Tonight we are joined by our good friend, Mason Fury. Mason, we met him at ISETI, actually, at the conference at ISETI. And uh, we became friends. We started hanging out with him and realized he is a very interesting person. And he's a lot of interesting stuff to uh, discuss and bring forward. He was a former, in, former geospatial intelligence analyst for the NGA and the U.S. Army. Uh, so that he learned a ton while he was there, and obviously that led to his spiritual awakening, which we're going to also get into a little bit of that, but we're going to turn it over to him, turn it over to you, Mason, and let you do a little better introduction of yourself, and we'll go from there. No problem. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I didn't have money for college, so I joined the Army, and I went to the recruiter, and I was like, hey, what, what can I do with computers? And they go, we got this uh, program called the Geospatial Engineer. I was like, oh, that sounds so cool. What is it? He goes, I have no idea, but sign the papers. <laughs> <said, "All> right. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, there's $20,000 signing bonus too. So I was like, oh, even better. So got the signing bonus. Turned out that it was like a 75% fail rate for this class. So entry soldiers going into basic training, they pass it. Um, you had a, at least a score an 86 on your ASVAB, which is their military test to see if you have intelligence or not. Um, and uh, so I scored through that and I graduated top three in my class. And then um, ever since then, I kind of, it was my dream to go work at that place I went to school at, uh, which was the NGA, the actual facility. Um, it was just one of the biggest accomplishments actually getting uh, a civilian job, not only in the military, uh, but a civilian teaching there at the NGA. And uh, I actually, at the same time, was drilling there as a soldier. So I had two jobs within this facility, which was, it's a great accomplishment once you go from reservist to essentially your highest rank of what you can do as a, any type of position within these intelligence ranks. Um, I was uh, actually under a program that was overseen by the Obama administration um, when it came to certain aspects of national security and it's funny because during this time this is about 2017 uh, our products every month would go to his desk yet we never got a response meaning one he didn't care about our work or he was too preoccupied and then you can kind of see what happened after that um, <clears throat> and this project was pretty big uh, when it comes to uh, nuclear assets i, I will say that uh, tracking them seeing seeing where they're going who owns them and if a president doesn't care about that, what's going around in the world, he's obviously doing something else. So kind of makes sense. Um, but so basically, I, I you know, I was, I was climbing up the ranks. Uh, I was making like 40K a year in the army, basic, you know, specialist. And then I got bumped to 75 for uh, being a civilian. And then the money just kept coming. And as the money kept coming, I, I started 
getting introduced to people. Um, I would be in meetings with some head people in the intelligence agency. I actually attended a meeting with uh, Mr. Clapper, who was at the time, uh, I think he was the director of the Defense National Defense Intelligence Agency. Um, I attended a conference at a facility called ADF East, um, doing some updates on our security and uh, things like that. Uh, but as I continued to go forward, uh, I started being approached by some cabinet members of some Freemasons that were uh, uh, basically by George Washington's estate in Alexandria, Virginia, there is the first Masonic Lodge or one of the first ones. They do have that temple there in Old Town, but uh, they wanted me to meet there. Um, and uh, basically that's kind of what awoken my eyes because I was like, well, why, why is there, why is there a club inside of a government intelligence agency? You know, yeah. I got recruited previously while I was a recruit in the army. Like, Hey, Oh, you want to join the Freemasons? Oh yeah. Go do this stuff. Uh, one of the things he told me is uh, anything you get promised, whether it be money, rank or power, make sure you get it in writing. And that's the thing that kind of held, held on to my attention span. When I started talking to these people, it's like, how can they promise me those things? Um, yeah. I actually remember when I was 23, uh, just here in my hometown, Burton, uh, one of them asked me to go visit the temple and I went to go knock on the door and then something in, inside my head was like, go to the back door. I was like, all right, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so I would walk around, go to the back and then said, all right, go to the front door. And I, I got totally tripped out at this point. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. I'm not going to do it. So I completely like left, called the dude that wanted me to show up. And he's like, oh, they won't make you do anything you don't want to do. And I said, that's kind of weird. And so I, I, I held off. But being revisited in the intelligence agency many years in the, in the future, um, these people, <clears throat> you know, they don't hold a rank like director. They don't hold a rank like branch chief. They don't hold any positional authority, but they have more authority in those ranks than the actual elected people, uh, just because the people they're tied into. And if you don't agree with what you, they do or say, uh, they can ruin your career. Um, Actually, a couple of days before I got fired, I, I told one of my coworkers, he was like, why don't you want to join the Masons? And I said, well, because I don't want to touch little boys and do rituals. And then literally the next day I got fired. Wow. So, good for you, though. I mean, good for yeah. you. Good for well, you. But, I, but at that time, I had no idea. I was just joking. I was like, because that gave me a weird feeling. So, but I had told this dude, like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I got fired. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So that says everything you need to know yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, th these people are different. They uh, and then learning kind of through my own research, some of the stuff they study uh, it makes sense why they're infiltrated in these positions. You know, you're starting to learn about higher mental functions in accordance with chakra systems to not only manipulate other people, but to portray an illusion of yourself towards other people. So when you think about like a speaker, for example, like maybe Obama, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him out there. Um, they are taught how to use their third eye to project outward to whoever they're discussing uh, in however emotion they want to seed into people's consciousness. And that's just understanding higher mental form of thinking, um, manifesting your own desire or your own will with intent through knowledge uh, to, to have manipulation over other people. And <clears throat> there's so much more that goes into this kind of stuff. Well, is it? You know, it's it's all black magic, and they're very well versed in this stuff. They know exactly what they're doing. It's not just that. Um, they there's all kinds of mind manipulation tactics that they practice, mm -hmm. and actual rituals and actual ceremonies. And that's 
obviously the Freemasons come in. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, there, so my first example, when I was knocking on the door, I think that was a test. And a lot of people were like, no, it's not. It's like, clearly it was because it, it was a voice giving me directions. First of all, that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my own thoughts or that was yeah. that and it tripped me out. All I was doing was knocking on the door, but they had known in advance that I was supposed to be there. So that was, that was back in 2013 because um, I wasn't awake yet. I was still sleeping, doing all the drama. Uh, but in 2000, um, this was 2016, uh, I actually ended up dying. Um, after I was making my ranks, making really you know good money professionally, my personal life and my emotional life was just garbage. You know, it, 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 trying to live that dream, the American dream to go work and, and, and do nothing else but pay attention to your work and try to keep your emotions separate and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a lot going on at the time. Um, and to kind of fast forward into a story, um, you know, they can sometimes pick people out of a crowd because they want you to do certain acts or they, they see certain things within an individual that they want to recruit. And one of my traits was, uh, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I, I'm very empathetic now, but also I had uh, anger issues and rage issues i actually identified with uh, the marvel character hulk for the majority of my childhood and youth uh, for good reason yeah for good reason and when you learn about like archon energy and what anger is and why they can use that that is absolutely dangerous so one night i actually got really really drunk and uh through a huge party um er earlier that year my girlfriend and i kind of separated and uh kind of messed me up quite a bit because we were together for four years you know going out to this new place in virginia i was like i got my job uh, well i ended up getting her pregnant and at the time i didn't know how detrimental it was but we uh, ended up agreeing on getting an abortion and um i didn't realize at the time in that decision how much it would have affected me uh until i started drinking all and i started really drinking and I started really getting into my emotions. And then all the things that ever happened to me um, throughout my childhood and young adolescence kind of was at a boiling point. And uh, that night during that party, uh, I was cleaning up. I didn't eat anything. I think I drank about like a fifth of whiskey myself. And you gotta remember, I was a semi-pro bodybuilder. So I was like 240 at 5'9". I was a big boy. Uh, I face planted on a glass table, uh, cut my arteries in my arm, cut my neck, uh, I woke up covered in blood and uh, went to my neighbor and uh, is like, hey, can you call the paramedics? And then the paramedics showed up um, and basically I, I blacked out. I completely blacked out. And according to what happened is I, I wrestled with all the paramedics and all the police officers and a couple of firefighters uh, to where they had to put narcotics in me and it killed me. Um, Going back into that moment through meditation now, I realized there was multiple, and I mean multiple energy attachments. There was uh, certain people that wanted me to go a certain way. And each time I kind of tilted into that degree, I would get offered more money. Um, and so at that point, you know, fast forwarding to the day I got fired, um, on top of all of that pre-existing, because I wasn't healing anything, I, ha I, had, I went homeless. Uh, I was homeless for six months um, and I had 
the only thing that kept me going was my mom. And my mom was into Reiki. She was into spirituality. She was into energy work. And so that kind of woke me up a little bit to a bunch of different things. And then I realized that some of the people that uh, I was talking to are some of the people that are in the news now that are getting in trouble for quite, quite big crimes uh, or they're affiliated with, the, with these type of people. And so basically, um, I dedicated my, myself to my own research, uh, looking into some of these things like, well, what is, what is a cult? What is it? You know, sure. the, the typical questions. And it goes all the way back to Egyptian times. And um, I started kind of not really poking my nose around in these facilities, but like the Freemason temples, but I started asking questions, um, doing a whole bunch of research. And I found a huge satanic network in DC uh, where they do some of these rituals. You know, people talk about wet rooms. You ever heard of those? Um, I've heard of it. Yeah. I don't okay. know much. So wet rooms and they're in every alley in DC there. It's a room where they take you and they'll kill you. If you basically go against what they, they say, uh, I got introduced into, uh, cause when you're on the streets in DC, it's, it's a pretty tough life. I got introduced into uh, kind of an underground sex type, uh, scenario in the middle of DC. Uh, there was a bar that I ended up working at because that's the only thing I could do, which was a strip club uh, for men, uh, mainly gay men. Uh, not that I was gay, but I just knew, hey, I get, I get money. You know, it's, it's yeah. like, how do I survive? Um, sure. And then watching these people and politicians come here is kind of weird. But then you understand that these politicians are hanging out with extremely wealthy other gay men. I mean, like extremely wealthy, billion dollar homes. Um, you start connecting the dots and I really didn't start connecting those dots till I moved back to Washington. Were there any like names that we would recognize coming through there? Um, not necessarily. So from when I, when I started working there, from what I was told, there are cabinet members in the old presidential campaign that would attend at this bar. Uh, but when I started showing up, those people stopped showing up and other people started showing up. And they actually would uh, try to recruit me into some of this. Um, I mean, here's an example. They'd offer me $10,000 to do some nasty, like just nasty thing. And it would start there. And usually if you would say yes, then it would, it would get worse. So not only was I recruited in like the, the Freemasonry intelligence side, they're then trying to recruit me into the sexual exploitation side. Um, so really, really quick. So these entity attachments that you realized that you had, do you think that these were these people who were trying to recruit you, they were sending these things your way, trying to manipulate you? Or do you think it just came in from the alcohol? So both, actually. So it was, it's funny when I trace it back, the timeline of my drinking and the timeline of being around them was parallel to each other. Now, what I learned is that, you know, through through abortion, that's that's actually a satanic ritual. And most people don't know that. And so doing that and dying, that was allowing something else to come within me because I, my aura was completely gone. It was completely open. And I remember now actually recently going back into that time uh, when, when I was dead, I, I remember a voice saying like, are you done? And I, I kind of looked back and was like, what do you mean? Are you done? It's like, are you done? And I said, I don't, I don't understand. And then I could see, but also be in my body at the same time. And they basically said, you know, you have a lot of work to do if you want to go back. And I said, okay, what is it? And then they said, we'll show you. 
And the next thing I do, I remember is I was awake in my own body. Um, now the healing didn't happen right, right away. This is 2017. I don't think I hit majority of my healing till last year. Um, but ever since then, ever since that moment of, I guess you could say crossing the path almost or crossing that bridge, there has been a presence within me that is showing me the light. And, um, you know, they always say those near death experiences kind of get you a little bit closer to those different entities. Um, and I believe that you, you, you know, you're at that moment when you come back, it's not that it's not that I was alone. It's just, I'm more aware that I was never alone. And they help you kind of be like that counselor within your earpiece to, you know, be like, Hey, instead of doing that, do this, shifting that perspective a little bit to, to naturally through your own occurrences, kind of figure out how to not only for me do my own healing, whether it was like walking through nature, but also realizing these energy attachments. Uh, sometimes they'd show me what these were in dreams. And I was like, Holy crap, this is like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it, you know, but it, and it really, what really made a huge impact was changing my diet. You know, we don't realize it's all inside of this food and it keeps you kind of locked into a certain pattern. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I realize it. <laughs> yeah. I went vegan for a year and I was like, okay, let me try this out. You know, a lot of vegans get uh, some bad rap for it, but I tell you what, I, I cleaned uh, all the hormones out of my body. Uh, I cleaned my liver, which, you know, every one of these hormonal systems are tied to certain chakras. So not only through cleaning my diet was I clearing my chakras, but also clearing my energy bodies, um, being aware of more subtle energies and, and things around me in my field, um, which is quite amazing when you yeah. really think. So going back to, I, I, I want to continue. I go all over the place. I'm sorry. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's amazing. This is, this is great. Um, so going back to the bar, uh, they were making you offers you were not accepting. And then what happened after that scene? Okay. So I worked there for about six months and uh, I'm not going to really name the place of it because there are some good people that work there. Um, but the majority of the clientele, you know, uh, at the time I didn't know about, you know, when you look into a person's eyes, you could, you should see something or you should feel a little something. Looking back, I have a completely different understanding of what these people were. But um, a lot of times, you know, they would just look at you. Um, and it's not like your, your typical encounter when you're at a full nude male bar in D.C. One, D.C. is a pretty chaotic area. People are just kind of sick already. Uh, two, you're mixing alcohol and there's no limit on the alcohol you can consume in this place. There was no rules. There's no inventory on the alcohol. There was no um, waiver I ever had to sign to work there. There's no anything that have, or any standard of any bar anywhere that existed in this place. Um, and they had people that, because I was so, you know, I was fit, I was large, even though I drank, I'd get roofied. And there'd be times I'd wake up in a cab going somewhere. I'm like, let me the hell out of here before I, you know, you know, hulk out on somebody or something like that. And it happened actually quite a few times um, that I'd end my shift and I'd be in a cab and, it, and having no idea where I was going. Um, Is that how you ended up at East Eddie? In a cab, <laughs> not knowing where I was going. No, no, no. That's when I moved back here to Washington. I, 
I'm joking. Yeah. No, um, but th- these people like they they would invite you to a party and they'd call it like a masquerade party. And I was like, isn't that like you wear a bunch of weird masks and do some weird shit? And they're like, yeah, yeah. It's like a two day party. It was like a two day party. Um, what they meant was in this community, drugs are a huge thing. And we're talking about like heroin, cocaine, all that stuff at the same time. Um, and they have orgies. And at that time, I was kind of tapping into that occultic science stuff. And that's like Aleister Crowley type stuff. That, you know, the sex occult magic, especially uh, same-sex occult magic is uh, black magic, essentially. Right. When they're using it in the form of multiple, multiple, multiple partners. Um, and then, you know, when you're, when you're looking at a, a person, and this is just kind of to go off on a side tangent real quick. When you're looking at a person and the only thing that they're wanting from you is lust, that's not from a good place. And especially some of the requests that they'd ask you to do. I'm not going to put it on here, but they're, they're like borderline snuff requests, if you know what the term snuff means. Mm-hmm. Um, like bestiality type stuff, uh, right. feces types, like just the craziest thing you'd ever encountered. And that's when I kind of was like, okay, I need to get out of here. Like this is starting to get really bad. At the, t- at the time I got roofied the third time, I realized it's the same person doing it. And he comes to see me from New Jersey every weekend. Like there's something going on. Um, and, you know, getting out of there. And what I actually learned is coming back to my home state after working there, I had so many attachments from that bar that it changed me as a person in the view of my friends, like a completely different person. Like you drink way too much. You're you're, you're way different. Like we're, you know, talking to you, you're not the same Mason. It's like, well, I've always been this person, you know, in that denial type stage. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize cause I'd be drunk every single night I was there. Cause that's the only way I can handle it. You, you should have told them I'm not the same Mason. I'm a Freemason. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, my last name is Fury. So that, I've heard that one. Before. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there, so in these realms, in the intelligence agencies, there's a lot of demonic activity. And the reason why is because it's surrounded by a lot of death and deceit. So when you're in such a powerful agency like that, or CIA or FBI, there are these occultic members that kind of sweep around because they want to find the rising stars to recruit them. So that way they don't expose what they're doing. Um, One one of the things I actually got the privilege to look into while I was in the high side was 9-11. That was uh, while I was still working. And one of my buddies was a Pentagon police officer at the time. And he said, they have a mural. As soon as you walk into the Pentagon that has all the high ranking military and government personnel that were absent the day of 9-11 conveniently. So it's kind of like an internal knowing in these agencies, like, Hey, you know, this stuff goes on, but you're not really supposed to talk about it. Nor were you ever supposed to talk about who your politician was that you're voting for in the 2016 election. either. Like they did not allow you to talk about it. And which is weird because that's like your boss, right? Yeah. And once Trump got elected, there was so much reorganization within the intelligence agency. Like he fired thousands and thousands of people, thousands of projects. As soon as he got in there, bam, budget cut. Oh, what? This was just awarded a five-year contract and it's gone? Like, you know. Yeah. Well, they, he, he fired them and a lot of people resigned because they knew what they had been doing was highly illegal. And They're jumping ship. They were jumping yeah. ship. It Some of them, and it wasn't everybody, but the people who resigned were the ones that were specifically designated to spy on the campaign. Oh, yeah. Well, or they cut deals. 
Yeah. 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 When someone resigns, that means they're getting fired because they took a deal. Yeah. Yeah. They're they got caught. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was amazing. As soon as he got elected, like we're talking about, there's a couple, there's like 10,000 people that work at the NGA, and there's at least like 3,000 that got fired. That's that's located in Virginia, right? Yeah, Springfield, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it was it was quite crazy. So what happened after I mean is so you, you were still you were still employed while all these people were going down. Were, were you nope, my project got cut. Oh, did it? Yeah, but I got fired before that, so it didn't matter. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Yeah. My big mouth. I always had a big mouth. I you know, I always said what I believed, whether you know, not necessarily to hurt people, but if it was the truth, I wouldn't say it. Well, that's why you're here now. I mean, yeah. yeah. And now it's only gonna help you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the cra- the crazy thing is, uh, when I moved back here is when I started kind of communicating to what I would say my guts or what I would say um, the figures that would kind of help me digest what I went through um, in my dreams. And coming back to nature, honestly, is the number one, that and food, well, it's just nature, is how you can heal yourself. Uh, you, you, you look at these cities, and you realize that they're completely void of nature. Why? Because that's God energy. It's the energy of creation within nature. You very, have exactly. The very idea of a city is to disconnect us. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and connect it into a grid of arcane energy. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, and chaotic uh, energy that mm-hmm. does not allow you to ever re, re, uh, reach that state of calmness to where you can actually meditate. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then I started getting into just, you know, studying brain frequencies. Well, why, why is it that you're in a city and you don't have access to that? Well, when you're in a city, you're constantly busy because the energy of the city is increasing your energy of your being. And so when you're producing a high level of mental activity, you're actually no longer in peace. You're no longer in centered. So the energy is being used for something. But then when you realize that it's being harnessed because it's chaotic energy, well, that's a different story. Yeah. Um, and then you have high-rise apartments and condos that have a Wi-Fi router in every single unit. So you're totally bombarded by this radiation that's also. That's why these are very necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah. yeah. Looked into William Reich and all his stuff. That was pretty cool. Uh, Ken Rolla, remember the uh, scalar yeah, yeah. energy? Yeah. I have one of those. Nice. Those nice. are quite amazing. The dream world is a lot more active, I would say. Um, and... You know, a lot of times when we're in the dream world, it, when you wake up, it's kind of like fuzzy. You kind of remember like a little bit of tunnel vision. This one makes it so the canvas of what you're viewing is a little wider. And your interactions with beings in a dream, when you realize like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. They're more like, for me, at least my experience, they're more like, whoa, he's awake. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Sure. Nice. I've, I've actually had similar experiences like that. I mean, I can relate to actually a lot of stuff you're saying. Now, are you talking about the... The cloud the buster, pyramid. the pyramid. Yeah. 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 I want to get one of those. Yeah. Those are awesome. Yeah. Quite amazing. Yeah. I just bought a Wi Fi router. Uh, and this is to contest of, uh, how it works. It's one of the, the better Wi Fi routers. It's supposed to cover 2,200 square foot. My bedroom, my one bedroom is only uh, 900. Um, it won't reach the Wi Fi from the Wi Fi to my room. And it does, but it's intermittent. So there's obviously a signal interference between that Wi-Fi router and this device. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see that and how that works. Sure, sure. That's what, uh, just might as well say this really quick, but the 
Omnia patch that we that we are affiliated with. Uh, you guys, everybody sees the commercial. That that actually doesn't create any interference. It just harmonizes that that mm -hmm. frequency already. So it just kind of it's like tuning an orchestra. It balances it, yeah. so it makes it safe. So it's not. Yeah, harmful. it's probably converting probably converting positive ions to a negative to get that balance. Yes, mm -hmm. and it very much works with the electricity in the air and all. It's like a scalar type of technology, but more tesla based i don't know but yeah, yeah continue yeah pretty pretty cool stuff so yeah i started tapping into that um uh what really got me going was edge of wonder of course everyone nice. knows who edge of wonder is i'm not trying to get a shout out to you guys but hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, i actually ended up contacting them uh, i contacted them i wanted to disclose some stuff about chemtrails uh i met with um one of the founders of geoengineeringwatch.org. I don't know if you guys know who that is. I I, didn't, I know the the site. I don't know. Yeah, his is. name's like Dan. I forget his name. This is like three years ago now. Well, I actually had a meeting with him and some of the scientists about what is it that they're putting in the atmosphere. Uh, and one of the reasons why I knew about that is because I took weather analysis in the military. It was an Air Force course. And when you have certain um, satellites that track weather analysis, well, how are you going to track a cloud? How do you do that? Well, you put a radioactive material within the cloud structure that can attach to either um, oxygen or hydrogen uh, atoms to make it reflective for my sensor to pick it up and track its movability. So he's like, okay, well, what's strontium and, and barium used for? I said, well, that's one of those chemicals that when you send an IR signal to that cloud, it reflects back its signature, and then you can test the analysis. Um, and he goes, yeah, but it's in our soil. I'm like, well, they spray it in the chemtrails. And he goes, oh, so it is a military project. And I was like, yeah, of course it is. Because they were trying to relate it to deep state. But it's all the above. The deep state has a rogue Air Force uh, connection that does all this stuff, not only for manipulation of weather, but for tracking weather to predict it as well. Uh, so this technology gets pretty pretty in-depth when you're, when you're witnessing what all these chemicals can do. Um, and that's just the previous experience, which... And that's just what it does to the clouds. And that doesn't stop at the clouds that hits the ground. That oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then you learn about Monsanto and having the aluminized seed. So it's a seed that grows in this type of soil. So they can uh, basically create the only marketable seed within the world that will grow in this type of soil. I'm very well of those seeds. I'm very well aware of those seeds anyway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but it's just interesting, like that stuff getting into our skin that's why it's so important to make sure we're detoxing all the time yeah and so on a side note um because i was always into fitness whether i, I did hormones or not um i learned a lot about herbs and what herbs will do to the human body uh there are many herbs that you can use to take the metals out of your brain especially aluminum which causes alzheimer's um and, and they're simple like corella uh, spirulina you know yeah. simple things like that um one, I kind of tested on myself how all these things would work. Um, and I guess you could say from someone that is highly indoctrinated within the military system, the intelligence system, and then kind of being atheist just due to my past and my experiences, when you take these substances and you actually do decalcify your, your pineal gland, you'll feel it crack. You'll, you'll feel it crack. And you'll feel I felt that. I have felt that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you'll, you'll notice that there is a slight hum sometimes depending on where you're focusing and that's when you're kind of opening up the dmt within your crystal of your pineal gland and it's starting to vibrate you'll feel it wiggle 
And then yeah. sometimes when you get like a real truth, you'll um, you'll feel it kind of pulsate. Uh, and crazy thing, you can't really see this though, but during the time when I was at the bar, I grew a tumor right here. Really? You grew a tumor? Tumor, about the size of a golf ball, right? On my third eye. Wow. And, uh, I think it was signifying to use it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's very possible. What's going on? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Um, I had to get it surgically removed because it got pretty big. Uh, but, the, you know, these, these supplements and things, they want you to not have any of these in your diet. And that's why they're depleting all the minerals in our food. They're uh, putting all these harmful chemicals that act as a certain nutrient source, uh, but they totally will shut down cellular reproduction within the body. So you're not even growing normal cells anymore uh, because they don't want you to have access, which is kind of your birthright to, to this information, um, to what your body and how your body is a tool to pick up a multitude of different information, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, uh, mental is a huge area if you want to tap into that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, going through these things and modalities and, and meditations, people, you know, I ask, I ask people, do you meditate? And they go, oh, no, I don't want to meditate. So well, when you're in the shower, do you take a moment to pause? Do, do you, do you feel the water hitting your body and do you appreciate the sensations? Or are you just too busy that you just want to get down and out, you know, over with? Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of takes people back a little bit. And, and they realize that their lives are so busy that they don't enjoy things anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. can't express emotion. Are you even living? Yeah. Like, really? That's, yeah. that's, a, that's true. That's, we forget how to have fun as we go through this. And that's important. That's very important. Most, most people are in a very unconscious state. Um, and that's what the the cabal like everything they do is to uh keep everyone in this very unconscious state and then mind control from there because then that's where you can be mind controlled and you can absolutely you can whatever programs they put out there you just take it in and you're not without a second thought and then you just think that's your own thoughts or oh that's just the way it is and, not, uh, not only that but you know when it comes to your own thoughts people don't realize but when you're walking in public and you go, you have a crazy random thought that most times is not yours. That's, that's a thought from another person that you're walking by. That's within your vicinity that you're picking up. It's like, Oh, why yeah. did I randomly think of, you know, or entities or entities or yeah, absolutely. And you think it's your own thoughts and then you start going that the more you start going down that route, the more they have control over you. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, and a perfect yeah. example, a perfect example of the programming that control is walking around wearing a mask, thinking that you're being a stand-up citizen and yeah. doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. During they, they got you. What you're doing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I always say, I always say it like uh, you know, back in the day, the, the vampire movies, they have to knock to ask for permission to enter your home. Well, in in the thought in the mental world, if if you can kind of project your awareness into a sphere above your uh, above your head you'll notice that the thoughts that uh gravitate around that area are those vampires asking for permission to enter within your domain and as soon as you shift your perspective to that thought which is a thought that you may not want it has access to whoever or whatever you're trying to accomplish and you know a lot of times it's difficult to figure out which thoughts are yours but in order to do that, you have to create distance between your thoughts. 
instead of having your mind just constantly be on like a spool, you know, constantly feeding you stuff. And that's what meditation helps you is create that space between the thoughts. So you can kind of identify, well, is, is this my being trying to speak to me? Is this, is this what I'm wanting? And if it's not, don't even allow it in your awareness. And that's one of the things that I learned just through, um, when I came back to Washington, I had, I had two years I was unemployed, which honestly was beautiful, but it was very stressful. Um, to where all I did was walk in nature the whole day. I walked about nine miles a day. And what it taught me was that no matter the thoughts that were going on in my head, nature still exists and it's still there operating, you know, in totality to its existence. And it kind of humbles you a little bit that, you know, here I am thinking I'm a human, the most advanced thing on, on this, on this planet, yet the harmonious union with the planet seems much more peaceful than what I've ever been able to achieve. Just the flowing of the water, the rustling of the trees. And then you kind of settle down in your own being and you kind of process your emotions a little bit more when you're, when you're left to not do anything but do that. Um, and it's, it's doable. Everybody can achieve this. It's just there's certain steps that you have to be willing to take uh, to get there, um, which is not mainstream. It's not medical. It's not your doctor that's going to help you do this. Uh, it's, it's you that has to make the choice to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Absolutely. Fantastic advice. I mean, it's so true. I think, I think you're inspiring me to go spend some more time in nature. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a different connection. You're so it's, it's, it's cool. Washington's different though. I mean, you guys have been to East City. Washington yeah. just yeah. has the energy about it. Yes, Where I'm at, I'm actually surrounded by three mountain ranges. So I've got the Olympics, I've got Mount St. Helens, and Mount Rainier, all within my little area. And so I can literally go five minutes and I'll be in a, in a trail. And if, if, you know, if you've done the work and you have the ability to have that space, just breathing in the fresh air, you have access to higher informational energy within this, in the forest, in the denser areas. And you can tell the distance a difference because as soon as you step out of the city to literally that wooded area, your intuitive hits are like almost automatic. Like, oh, I should go do that for a project. You know, your creative ability is amplified because you're not suppressed with all the external uh, distractions and energies that are around you. Oh, exactly. Um, yep. So, yeah, it's just, it, it was a beautiful experience to have. Uh, and, you know, people talk about regressive therapy. You, you can do that yourself. Uh, you, you don't necessarily need to have to spend so much money to do that. You can do research, but then just it's shifting that perspective. You know, something happened to me in the past. Yeah, it was terrible. But who, who did I become because of that? And because of who I became, how can I help heal others get through those same scenarios? And that's where the power is. If you can get through your darkness and you can use that darkness as a tool to help others, then I think you actually won. Sure. That's, yeah. that's so crucial right now because this is what people need to be doing because we all have, that's so perfect. Yeah, you take what you went through, what you learned, and you use that to help the people coming up, the people mm -hmm. who are still going through that. And this is why what I'm noticing right now as far as this movement goes and so many people getting sucked into this information warfare and they're so they are so caught up and distracted and just obsessed with every little piece of information coming out 
yeah. that they've totally neglected themselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what they're doing and who they even are. And I, it's so it's so easy for me to see what, you know, I'm not trying to say that we're better than anybody. It's just something I've, I've as I've been calming my mind, I've been noticing as yeah. opposed to not even that long ago, I was right there sucked in it as well. I was there at one point too, yeah. They're, they're tools. They, they really are, but they're tools for what the occult would say, uh, the master. Yeah. So with the Q movement, right? It gives people the ability to do all this research, to be aware of a world that they never thought existed or they never would wish to exist. But the problem is, is your own traumas can then be identified within this movement to where you're not healing yourself. You're spending all your time on this information that is not necessarily out of your control, but it is out of your control in the sense of why are you spending all your time doing all that? It's good to spread the information, but it's also... There's a trend. The more people that do the inner work, the more the outer world's shadow is exposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the more we look inside within ourselves, because we're all co- we're all connected, we're just separated by perspective. Um, the more that this darkness is going to fall. This play has already been written. We're witnessing it now. Trump's done with COVID. You know, um, showing the world because he's he's not just addressing America. He's saying the whole world should not be afraid of this because. You know, these people are already taken down. There's already these uh, operations being done. There's deals been taken. There's people resigning. There's 200 and some odd CEOs that uh, resigned within the last year. Those are deals in the professional world that were taken because those people are going to be removed from the game. So now us as, as, as I guess you call them light workers or way showers, what I think the mode of focus should now be is making sure that we're in check. You know, how are we doing? Because there's a lot going on in, in the world and we can pick up those things and sometimes not realize that that's not necessarily what's going on within us, but within our area. And then create opportunities for people to have access to that kind of information. Um, because on a wide scale, and this is just my observation, I don't mean any, any disheart, uh, disrespect to anyone in the community, but I think if we were to start promoting more healing, individually we will see a faster progression of healing within the planet absolutely um, yes because, because in a sense right now what we're seeing what i've what i'm seeing is we exit from the matrix we exit from one program and then now you've entered another program mm-hmm. that's that's just as dangerous actually even though yeah. it, it, even though you're learning about all this stuff you know exposing all these criminals and all this stuff and yeah we are fighting to make a change it's still another program like aaron said one time q should just be a stepping stone it's not the if you stop there and you put all your energy and focus into that yeah you're you're just stepping into another program and you're actually you're actually just feeding the dark by feeding it all your energy instead it's yeah it's still an illusion yes yeah yeah. Q's not going to be around forever. What happens when Q's over? Where are all these? And that doesn't mean ignore that, what's yeah. going on. It doesn't mean because that's what a lot of people do. Do the other extreme where they they don't want to look at it at all. Don't tell me. Yeah. Don't talk about it because now you're creating. And that's also them not being able to face a shadow within them. Yes. You know. Yes. It's that's a shadow aspect that they don't even want to touch. I don't. I don't. You know. Don't even talk about that. I yeah. know. I know people hide that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and they go, well, they're sensitive, and I say, I understand that. But here, here's. Here's the key to escaping duality. You have to see both sides. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have to see both sides. You have to integrate the energies because you're a light worker. Why? Because you shine on the shadow. Yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. So, I just want to clarify also, I know, like you said, no disrespect to anybody that's out there fighting for this. Yeah, no, not at all. That's obviously their mission. No. Yeah, yeah. And it's and honestly, you know, maybe they're what, what they're doing is working for them and it won't work for me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just where we're all at a different level also. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't mean any disrespect. It's just something I've noticed. Yeah. And it's just, it's also accountability for your own. Like when you're, when you're, and this is what I've noticed, uh, when you're tapping into some of these subjects, depending on your level of awareness, you're actually bringing forth that energy. So if I'm viewing darkness, there's darkness viewing me. It's a two-way street in this dimension and in, in the you know third eye dimension. If I'm observing you, you're being observed. So when you're into these type of topics and you're getting into the sadistic, you know, satanic ritualistic stuff, you're actually absorbing some of the energy from what you're inputting in your attention because you're paying attention to it to where they have access to you. And you're actually holding on to energetic uh, baggage from, from constantly viewing this type of stuff. So if that's what motivates you and you want to create that as a movement that's absolutely fine but just make sure you do clearings make sure you're not bringing any baggage home and another thing i was talking to a friend of mine is when they're telling these versions of these stories you have to be aware of what your throat chakra is projecting towards people are you projecting fear or are you projecting hope and there's a there's a huge difference between the two if i tell you a story of my past experience should you feel sad for me or should my experience help you feel empowered about how I got through it. And that's using your higher chakras uh, to not influence or hurt anyone, but to show the truth through what you do. Well, I think you've you've pretty much mastered that because your story is empowering. (laughs) Uh, That's that's a fraction. I still got a lot of personal details. I don't really want to get out on the web. Yeah, no, and I understand that, but you told it, what I'm saying is you told it in a way that uh, was empowering. It wasn't like, you know, you left us hopeful. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's, for those two years, I will tell you, I thought of suicide every single day. Um, but there was an inner strength within me that I knew that those thoughts weren't mine and it wasn't, this wasn't my life. This wasn't my purpose. And as a result of constantly reprogramming that thought, even though it was the daily thing, right. I, you know, I didn't eat for like three weeks at a time one time. I, I lost, I was at 240 pounds and went down to like 168 in a month because I wasn't wow. eating. But it's crazy because my old body that I had with all the supplements, it was fueling this adventure. So in a way, fasting for that half a month is what accelerated my spiritual growth because I was fasting, not because I wanted to be, but it's because yeah. I was forced to be. <laughs> yeah, totally. Very yeah. interesting, yeah. I want to do the 40-day fast. Uh, 15 is the, is the longest I've gone. Longest I've gone was seven days one time. I it's, quite, a, it's quite amazing, isn't it? I had a bacterial infection in my stomach, you know, and I had to basically quit eating for a week. It was otherwise it would not. I had to cleanse, cleanse it. Yeah. And isn't honestly, cool I, your body naturally does that. Just I, yeah. And I and what happened was I had more energy after the first couple of days. I had more energy than I would have ever imagined. I would have never guessed. That I, that would have felt so good. Mm-hmm. Do you know why that is? I mean, enlighten me. <laughs> so your body takes in fuel for the physical self. 
when you're taking in cosmic energy or what we would call um, the negative polarity energy, which is this, this energy in space, your etheric body is being charged at that point. So your body is taking in cosmic energy. You're no longer trying to repair cells. Your cells are repaired. You're taking an infinite abundance of energy. You can actually, you can live off water and breath alone mm -hmm. because you're charging your energy centers. You're creating an electromagnetic field that will stimulate those cells. So if you wanted to do this permanently, and there's people that have done it for like 20 years, you have to get your body to optimal health before you can create that electric current within your being and no longer need food. Um, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, you can't do that, but there's hundreds of people who have done it throughout many cultures and it's definitely possible. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it depends on your level of surrender. Me personally, I like food. It takes like a certain mindset yeah. also. It definitely, you have to have the mindset to accomplish anything really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite incredible what the human body is just already designed to do and we just forgot about it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so what do you see, what do you see taking place as far as like the consciousness expansion right now? Like, yeah, obviously we're all doing the inner work, but, and then you said the inner work projects and the outer work, but mm -hmm. as far as just uh, on a worldwide, as a worldwide collective, a lot of people have like these crazy numbers, like 80 plus percent of the planet is already awake. And I mm -hmm. think that's a high number, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on the, the, so the you, you can be, you can be awake, but you can still be lost. Yeah. Right. Do you remember like, um, I don't, you guys, you guys awakened quite a while ago, I think. Right. Cause, cause certain about eight years ago for me and about, about eight years ago, yeah. five. But, yeah. yeah. Would you say from 2017 till now, your awakening has accelerated? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So what happens is the more that other people kind of break that cognitive programming, it opens up different areas within the collective grid that other people can tap into. So there are some beings that are incarnated here that have the ability to access past life dimensional energy from a higher level of existence. So when they anchor in those higher dimensional aspects, it uploads that to the collective to then be taught to people or to have some people tap into their own dream space to bring it back through. And what it is, it's, it's, it's just ancient lost knowledge. Uh, have you guys read the, the Secret Flower of Life, the yep. volumes of those? I want to. Okay. I, I read I the first to. one. I've read the first one, yeah. Did, yeah I so I read make, did I not make you aware of that book? Was that yes, not you did. I read that book and so it's quite, quite amazing. So I, something that I've learned is cause I've, I've gone through, um, I've regressed myself all the way up until about five years old. And because I just can't remember that, I just can't remember past that. I'm actually getting a quantum hypnosis therapist uh, session pretty soon to have access to that. When you, when you create a clear channel throughout your entire existence in this life, it's a more powerful conductor to channel into previous time slots because your karmic calendar, so to speak, is kind of not necessarily white clear, but you've learned your lessons at the level of what that lesson was provided to you. So when we, when we start looking into as, as more people awaken, you're, you're kind of creating a bigger array of interpretations from signals, right? So if, there are extraterrestrial races that you're connected to 
but there's a larger presence of people on this planet that are awakened, the message will be received more. And the reason why it's more is because your brain waves are functioning at a different level. They, they, they produce, you know, the statistic of humans only use 9% of your brains. They want you to use 9% of your brains because you don't have access to attract the information from the cosmos at that point. It's rudimental. It's, it's, it's used for survival, procreation, and basic uh, infrastructure design. It's all it's good for. It's not good for uh, thinking creatively. Uh, it's not good for trying to uh, not repeat history, right? Because it's always history repeats itself. Well, because we're thinking the same way. You can't do the same thing twice and not expect uh, a different result, right? Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of people within the community that the healing that they do bring in new kind of insights and, and like aha moments that help people heal. And what the focus on is from what I'm, what I'm trying to understand is the power truly exists in the higher chakras, but the higher chakras are the ones that are the most attacked. And we can see this through symbolism. We can see this through colors and advertisement. We can see this through um, chemicals that block your pineal gland. And the reason why that is, is because the lower chakras channel downwards. It comes from top down. So if you attack the mind, the first, which is the biggest plane in the universe, it's called the mental, uh, the, the mental realm. It's the biggest one in the universe. Most of the higher dimensional beings operate in that level only. That's why they're not physical vessels. Um, then, then you'll start to see like why the world is the way it is. They don't want you to think for yourself. They don't want you to be creative. They don't want you to channel those uh, interdimensional abilities. And to, to explain it real quickly, you'll, you'll get a desire from higher intuition, higher self. You'll see the desire. You will speak the desire. You will feel the desire. You will be the desire, which is the will, right? You'll experience the desire, sacral chakra, and you will feel and live the desire, what is your root chakra. So it comes top down. So if we have traumatic experiences that scar us and we can't think about those things, you're blocking your connection from ever receiving the information to heal itself because you won't go anywhere down. You can't feel through that experience, feel through that presence to heal it. You have to use your entire system to heal your body. And unfortunately, um, we're taught the seven chakra system. Are you guys familiar with the 13th chakra system? Oh, yeah. 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 So the 13th chakra system is what the ancient Egyptians used to use. Um, and I have a picture here. Now, are those the ones that go outside the body? So then you have one like in like the atmosphere, then above that, then all the way to source? Or are you talking about 13 within the body? So there, well, there's 13 in the body. And I'll okay. kind of show, I'm going to share this real quick. If, oh, I can't, I can't share that. Oh, you, do we need to allow you to screen share? Yeah. How do we do that? Or I can send it to you and you can uh, screen share it. No, hang on. We can do this. Um, one per two. Is oh, it? There. Oh, there we go. Now try it. You should, you should be able to. Okay. How are we doing on time? You're good. We got plenty of time. Uh, 15 minutes, maybe. Ish. Oh. Only been 15 15 minutes. to 20. Or yeah. left, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. we've been going for about an hour. So, just because I got this is where the content's getting good because now I'm getting good. Yeah. Just because I work overnight. So, I, at a certain point, I have to, uh, right. So, can you guys see this image right here? Yeah. Okay. So, these are, these are what are called the 13 energy chakras. And they are, um, there's, they're ethereal ones. Uh, people talk about the well of dreams being at the base of the spine and all that kind of stuff. 
This is a little bit different. These are the etheric chakras and they start a little bit different. The, the main seven that we have are here. And it's funny that they, they contain three of the main five platonic solids when it comes to the Metatron's cube, uh, Milky Way gateway. Uh, if you were to think in terms of astrology, uh, the milk, this Metatron's cube represents the galaxy's astrology chart in forms of sacred geometry. So we have the Earth gateway, which is the core of the Earth, the Earth star, which kind of is the crystalline grid, if you want to think of it that way. These are represented by um, beings. You know, the names can be whatever you want them to be, uh, but they're kind of represented by different beings. And then we have all the chakra systems and their associated beings uh, with the ones. And oh, I think we're all familiar with Gabriel, um, Chamuel, Uriel, and Metatron himself. Yeah. So when we kind of look at these chakra systems and you identify what these are, you have a different understanding of what it means to be uh, kind of human. Uh, the soul star, the 10th chakra, which sits above your head, You'll feel that when you're engaging with people at a soul level, like e-setting, right? Your intuition's a little more higher. You can kind of, when people are telling their stories, you can kind of watch a little movie within your own intuition, right? Mm -hmm. It's because at a soul level, you're connecting. And each one of your chakra systems are kind of putting a web of connection between each person. So when you start opening up these higher chakras, you have access to these types of information. You have the ability to gain higher cosmic knowledge through these chakra centers. Um, the, the stellar gateway, which is the 11th, is also known as the divine feminine chakra. That is the access to the cosmic feminine nature. The 12th chakra would be the divine masculine. Not saying that 12 is better or 11 is you know, lesser. It's just how they're kind of arranged there. Um, and that will gain the access to the masculine presence the solar essence of the cosmos. Um, when we go up higher to the 13th chakra, that is, that is, if you were to relate as a physical energy, that is the chakra of our galaxy. And what that will do is that will give you cosmic truths. That will give you truths of who you are as a star lineage, um, that gives you connection to your Akashic records, that gives you access to many different lifetimes on different areas. And these are all chakra systems that you can use as well as the ones physically in your body. They're just not taught. They're not taught in mainstream spiritual science or, or metaphysical science, uh, but they do exist. And when you mess with them, you'll have profound experiences. Um, not only in meditation though, that's where the thing gets different. A lot of people say they have to experience these things in meditation. These chakras you experience conscious because you're bridging your subconscious feminine mind and your conscious mind at the same time to where you have access to the universal energy. Um, and that's actually something that I'm getting ready to teach, uh, how to experience these things and how to increase, um, intuition, but more so, uh, synchronistic intuition, meaning a lot of people will encounter synchronicities, but are they manifesting what you want or is it an unconscious manifestation and how to tell the difference? Um, it's just having a higher perspective. Think about it like sitting a couple stages above you watching the people within your sphere and your world, but watching how these positions are orienting themselves. Yeah. And so these are, these are tools to help us get back to where we want to go through ascension, um, which is one of the main parts of 
expanding your consciousness is having access to these uh, energies. And and it's interesting you brought up the synchronicities because that's something that has always troubled me since I learned about synchronicities. And I, I, I was the same as you. I, uh, had some entity attachments after my mother died when I started drinking and getting into drugs. And I went through a whole experience as well. But I started wondering, I'm like, okay, how do I know that it's my guides? How do I know that these synchronicities are my guides that are here to serve my higher purpose? How do I know it's not some malevolent entity that's trying to steer me in the wrong direction by giving me a false synchronicity? The easiest key is to know that your inner reality is expressed through your outer reality. How do you treat people? Yeah. You treat them with your higher heart chakra, meaning that you try to give them your best without taking too much of your own energy. If you do, then that's your direct line to your guts. Yeah. When, when you're giving from the heart, you know, I, I always tell people like, if, if I'm always giving to set the example and everyone's doing the same thing, everybody is receiving. So when you're at that service to others level, and you could still do things for yourself, right? But when you're at the manifestation level and consciously aware of that manifestation level, you'll be able to tell because are the things manifesting for you or are they manifesting for you with others? And when it comes to synchronicities, uh, it's a little bit different than, you know, oh, I'm asking my spirit guys to give me a sign. That what that is, is that is a block within your third eye and your crown chakra. And I'm not saying all the time, but majority of the time, because you have to ask for an external validation. Sure. So when you have the internal ma- uh, validation mastered, that's when you know you're in control of your manifestations. Uh, yeah. external, external synchronicities are fine because it's a tool. It's how yeah. do you tune it, right? Yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a theory also that um, like going through the awakening, it, uh, when I first started experiencing a lot of stuff, I was being, it was like they were allowing me to see an entire different reality. I was having these crazy experiences. I couldn't explain. Nobody would believe me even if I told them. The mm. synchronicities were off the charts. I, I mean, I couldn't, it was like I, I just entered a whole new world. And mm. then and then I eventually got to a point and it seemed like a, a switch was flipped and it all stopped. And I think that was where, that's where we're supposed to take over. I think you, mm-hmm. you discover this stuff. They show you this world, this reality that exists. They let you know it's there. They let you know it's real. And they make sure that you are aware of its, of its tangibility. Mm-hmm. And then they shut it off and say, okay, how bad do you want to reach that? How bad do you want to get back to this way of living? And it's up to you to reach that again. And mm-hmm. that's my theory anyway. That, I think that's why it stopped. Like now it's my turn to put in the work and do and do the shadow work and learn what I need to do and enhance myself and grow and develop to be able to have these experiences again. And yeah, absolutely. Well, so, but that's absolutely hundred percent true, but you also have to look in the terms of cosmic energy. So if we go for 2018, for example, 2018 was the 11 year. 11 means manifestation. If we all look at 2018, that was kind of a powerful year to get stuff on that ball rolling. So it's because the planetary alignments where they're going to and where they're at now will influence either, depending on who you are, your manifestation ability. But then also because you're in a certain vibration, right? Oh, things are going good. Things are going good. You're more grateful. And gratitude is where manifestation hits its grounding and creates its physical presence. So they do give you a glimpse because 
why would you, you can't just go shooting in the dark for all of existence and not have anything to look forward to. But what it does is it aware, you have now reached a different level of karmic repercussion, right? So initially before the awakening, karma happens to you. But now at the awakening, th there are certain people that aren't necessarily void of karma, but they don't experience it unless it's a positive karma because of what they're giving out. So once you master your karma, uh, you'll have a little bit easier time to manifest because you're no longer in a state of doubt or manifesting from a state of fear. Uh, and that's where those confusing synchronicities like are overwhelming because you're not consciously creating them with them. They're showing you how to do it, but it's the key of, of how to channel your, your mental, emotional uh, energy to manifest what you want and then know it's coming before it arrives. Uh -huh. You're being kind of chaotic. It's because it's showing you the more chaotic those manifestations are is the more you need to work on your balance. The more, and it's, it's, it's a masculine and feminine side when it comes to that. It's how receptive are you and how giving are you within your being. And then that can paint your path to your synchronicity a little more smoothly where it won't seem as chaotic as your initial awakening. Because there's layers to this. There's, you know, when we first wake into this possibility, it's like, oh my God. But then once you start mastering that one, there's more. Because then you have the ability to see how others are manifesting. And then from how others are manifesting, how is that affecting everybody else? Not saying that you have control of their manifestations, but you have the ability to be aware of what they're manifesting. And you can kind of help them tweak it through your own experiences. And that's how you're giving your knowledge to other people. Yeah. Next, time, next time you should come a little more prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, jo I'm joking. <laughs> This has been amazing, dude. I mean, uh, it's really, I feel yeah. like I'm sitting through some type of webinar or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you being uh, serious? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. It's, no, it's, no, I'm not. I'm, it's, oh. it's fascinating. I was, I'm not good with sarcasm, my bad. <laughs> uh, no, no, I was joking because you're obviously very well versed in all the stuff and you, you've studied up on it and you know exactly what you're talking uh, about. Actually, it's just- You have a way of presenting it that actually is easy to digest. Yeah. So what that is, is I'm connecting to your soul stars. Well, it's kind of harder for me on video because this is the first time doing it, but I, ha I have the ability to connect to your higher perspective awareness that can communicate to both of you or anybody really with how you've learned in your perceptible reality up to this point to explain things that you understand. And it can be any topic. It doesn't really matter what it is. And it's because of those accesses to those informational streams that can kind of filtered down etherically but also physically i guess um, i'll just have to take your word for that <laughs> no i'm just messing with you dude okay. I, no that's that's actually really interesting and i think that's how that's how we should all be teaching and learning yeah so think about it like this back when you're in school when you were interested in something you're connected on an agape plane right a love plane so when you're connected on that energetic level you're opening more receptivity to the neurotransmitters within your brain, which allows telekinetic experiences to happen. When you're speaking to something that is very passionate, you're almost reliving that experience through the speaker, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how, you're, that's how the ancients taught. You get that vibrational level coming from the heart sphere. So then you have access to all these ones. And then the information literally just comes through you versus school. Now you hate it. And then there's all these learning disabilities. There's all these learning drugs and all these things that you have to focus on, like, oh, take Adderall, because they're not opening the proper, proper channels 
to allow the information to come within your being. Once it's in your being and you've heard it, you don't have to store it in here. It's not stored here. It's stored around you because it's a part of you. And that's the difference between accessing, accessing knowledge and retaining knowledge. They want you to retain and regurgitate, not access. It's using two different parts of your energetic being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. Yep. That makes so much sense. Uh, school, the school system, I told, we were just talking about the other day, you know, you give them your entire day and then you go home and you spend the rest of the time doing homework and then they take away, they stress you out at a young age. They, they, I mean, they start beating, beating you up at a young age, basically. It's all about programming. Yeah. It's not about Absolutely. actual education. Yeah. Yeah. Graduate with a square cap on your head because they took a cosmic consciousness mm. and put a box around. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, this has been absolutely fascinating. This has been amazing. And uh, Thank you. I, we'd love to have you back if you have more to share. Um, we're going to have to start wrapping it up this evening, Absolutely. unfortunately. But um, yeah, dude, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on. And I hope yeah. I hope this reaches a lot of people. If you're listening to this, you, if it resonated, please share this out. Um, Mason's awesome and we, we can help him. I, you, you had mentioned wanting to start a YouTube channel. Were you still considering that? Or? Well, so... I'll say this. I, I'm no, I, I think I'm no longer a targeted individual. Um, I have experienced some, uh, the reason why I know that term is because I was looking like, Hey, is this stuff like a rare occurrence or is it real? Well, it is real. Um, to where I'm not necessarily afraid of my safety, but I was kind of being messed with a little bit, especially with my affiliation and my clearance level that I did hold. I did hold a top secret clearance, uh, in the intelligence agency. And they were very worried about what I was going to provide, given that I'm now no longer within the matrix of their control, um, that I'm not necessarily worried of this knowledge. But the problem is, is some of the knowledge that I've come to acquire, some of it you have to learn through your own internal guidance. You have to be ready at a spiritual, mental, and physical level to even kind of know some of these things. I'm not saying like withholding knowledge, it's just some of this stuff isn't teachable because you and your own consciousness is your own version of divine inspiration or divine creation. So I can give, I can give the basic fundamentals, but then you have to teach yourself because the best teacher is your higher self. And that is what I can teach you to communicate to. Yeah. It's like when your parents, your your mother or father told you something when you were 10 and it didn't finally resonate until you were 30. Yeah. Like, oh my God, now I know why they told me that. It only yeah. took 20 years. Yeah, I just turned 32 weeks ago too. Man. But, oh, you, but I get I get what you're saying. There's so many things that I've read and so much information I've come across that at the time didn't resonate. And only, only in a short amount of time, will something click? And I'm like, mm. now I get it. Yeah, I, that's, mm-hmm, that's so basically what I call, what I call that is seeding your own consciousness. What you'll do is you'll get a, a, a higher source of information but then you set the desire which is a crown chakra manifestation in the mental field you'll set that desire to experience synchronicity to teach you that understanding Mm. so you're using your own chakra system to teach and expand your own connection through interacting with the universe and that's that's where the main teaching is is because at that moment you're at a level that the universe is directly communicating and teaching you through your experiences but you're conscious of it and it's, it's a completely different uh, experience when you're co-creating with synchronicity on a larger scale. And, you know, you prove it through the things that you achieve, not only 
not only within your own being and, and getting that grounding sense of peace, but then also with the message that you have to share that resonates deeply within people. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think you've given us all a lot to think about. And uh, uh, you definitely inspired me. Seriously, you've inspired me to want to uh, start taking my spiritual growth a little more seriously. Again, I I feel like I, I kind of, somebody used the term spiritual binger at one time. I go real heavy and then I, I'll step away for a little bit. Um, I just think that it's uh, it's time for me to step back into it a little more. So I appreciate everything you said because it really gives me a lot to think about. And I'm sure everyone listening too. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, uh, I don't watch TV anymore. I can't, uh, I don't, um, all I do is I, is I read, uh, I, I listen to music, um, and I, I meditate, you know, when, once you get all those, once you get all those distractions aside and you fully integrate your experience and you honor your experience, you, you have a much different, uh, viewpoint on reality. It's kind of more like, um, it's like living the dream, but you're consciously in control of it. You know, uh, I can go through my day because when you carry a mental, mental like signature with you, you're carrying your reality in your space. So when you want only things that you desire, you're attracting the only things that you desire. You're creating experiences that you won't have to go stupid vibration down to go speak negatively to someone unless you're attracting that you have complete and total control of your synchronistic events you're not going to yell at anyone you're not going to get in a car accident you're not going to have to worry about being shot because your vibration won't allow it and the universal energies that you're creating your synchronistic events will not allow it uh, and i can contest that because i've been in some pretty crazy scenarios where bad things should have happened but because those thoughts never knocked on my door they never manifested Yep. The, the, these things that you don't want, don't let them in. Yeah. They have to use your power to even manifest anyway. So it's, yep. it's beautiful. It's, it's so interesting. You said, you know, you won't get shot because you, you're, you're at a certain level. I always wonder that about guns and this, a lot of people are not going to agree with this. It's a very unpopular opinion, but I always thought like, if you feel like you need to own a gun, you're already manifested somebody. Because manifested the possibility. Yeah, maybe yeah. you're afraid somebody's going to break into your house, so you go buy a gun to protect. And then they somebody tries to break into your house, you have the gun, and you think, oh, thank God I went and bought this gun, otherwise I would have been killed. Yeah. But yeah. maybe by buying a gun for that exact reason, you manifested that situation. Possibility. Depends on, on the level of awareness and energy you put into that, but absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if you, if you don't want to, or if you don't wish to experience... Um, something that I call under the heart chakra level of experience. It doesn't even exist in your thought. You're aware of it, right? Like guns exist. People yeah. can shoot you. But the more you're paranoid about it, think about all the stuff that happened in your life prior to your waking. The, the more you thought about stuff you didn't want, what happened? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. So are you sure you didn't want that? Like, yeah. Well, like so, you said earlier, the, your outer reality is just a reflection of your inner Mm -hmm. so whatever energies you have harboring in your system they're gonna it's gonna be reflected in the out, in the outer world and it's gonna be showing you hey this is where you're at this is where you're resonating at yeah um, and then Absolutely. you're gonna attract those things and then the topic of guns okay so the political spectrum in this reality has hijacked the human core values you have democrats which are blue that is masculine energy 
You have Republicans, which are red, that is feminine energy or receptive energy. You have gun rights on one side and abortion on the other. They are the same thing. It is death at an innocent child or death at the hands of the gun owner. It is the same experience energetically, only difference by degree. So when you realize that these everything that has its poles, everything is opposite, everything is dual, once you learn that, you'll learn how to master shifting your perspective to stay in the neutral point and bypassing the program. So all these things exist for a certain reason. You'll notice that the pro-gun people are complete opposite of the pro-abortion people. And then look at all the other layers of belief systems that carry along that spectrum. So it really gets down to what is it that you truly believe? And do you know what it is that you believe? Because once you understand the duality at its true essence, you are both God and a demon. You have two sides to you. It just depends on which side you align with. But you have to recognize that there's both within you. And once you don't recognize that, you're either creating a shadow aspect or you're only seeing the light and completely not acknowledging that either one of their existence, which would be, in my perspective, denying the creator's total existence. Yeah. Now, there are certain parties that have gone a little bit too far in the darkness, and that's why people like you and I are here. Um, but it's also balancing that duality, which is my Instagram page, uh, balancing duality 11. Um, yeah, I was just going to ask you to plug your pages and where yeah, people can find you and all that. I just stuff. started it. I'll, 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 uh, this has given me the motivation to actually start creating this stuff because I think this type of information is what I think deep down, I think what people are looking for. Yeah, I got out of some pretty dark stuff, and this stuff, I tell you what, it makes you appreciate, have so much more gratitude than you ever thought possible. And then when you have those accesses, the universe will give it back to you. Absolutely. Man, well, we're going to end on that. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, go say your Instagram one more time, uh, Facebook. What else? Make for, sure. Hold on. <laughs> Give me one second. You don't even know it. <laughs> I just started it. I'm not, I don't like to be public with uh, this kind of stuff. You don't have to. I'm, I just, uh, I, but I'm I need to. Are, we'll have it in the description too. People are going to want to follow you after Balancing this. Duality 11. Balancing Duality 11, that's Instagram, right? Yes. And then uh, just Mason Theory on Facebook? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be giving out some uh, some tips on to how to understand um, kind of the game of reality on a little bit higher mental plane, but I'm going to try to explain the occult knowledge, which is how all these people do this stuff uh, in, in regular terms to consciously recreate your ability to be a co-creator uh, here. Um, well, after what I heard today, there's there's no way uh, you could fail, man. <laughs> I think I think it's a win-win if you pursue that path. So uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward to a lot more from you. Yeah, and, yeah, can't wait, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, this we're gonna. Is, um, you're like the third people I've ever actually talked to about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, yeah. it'll be. Uh, well, next time we talk, we'll be like the three thousand person. <laughs> yeah yeah um so anyway yeah you guys thanks for listening um make sure you head over to mason's uh pages go check him out go follow him i'm sure it'll be a lot more coming from him uh don't forget we have our omnia patches like we were talking about earlier they do work they, they're provable if you don't believe it buy it and test the hell out of it because they do work it has changed my life 
It got rid of my migraine headaches. I didn't realize that this radiation was causing these headaches. Neither did any other doctor in the world. <laughs> uh, I, had to I had to figure it out on my own. Uh, we have t-shirts. We have new designs available, teespring.com. The link is below. We have some uh, Trump t-shirts we just made for, you know, pre-election, post-election, whenever. Uh, go check it out. And uh, yeah, please. And everybody, once again, thank you for the donations we've been getting. Yes, um, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Uh, it does not go unnoticed. We appreciate every single one of them. Uh, thank you all. You know who you are. And um, I believe that's it. I believe that's it. Until next time. Um, thanks again, Mason, for coming on. And uh, we'll see you guys. You guys next have me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We will see you guys next week. Good night.